welcome to Lives and Astrology, the channel for updates and reflections, where we are grounded in the stars and elevated by consciousness. Thank you for tuning in. Hello, welcome to the Lives and Astrology energy update. This is post full moon and Gemini reflections. As I was processing the energy, and I don't know about you guys, but sleep is <laughs> pretty evasive during full moons for me. A lot of mind chatter, a lot of thoughts, a lot of purging. You know, full moons is about releasing and what was coming up. Well, as I was studying the transits and looking at my own chart, looking at the transits that are happening now, you know, the last time we talked about if you checked out the the full moon in Gemini conversation before, we were talking about Venus and Mercury and the sextile. So sextiles are what we consider agreeable aspects. And what's interesting about aspects in astrology is, you know, think about the words themselves, the language talks about the energy. So sextiles has the word sex, which in meditation this morning came in really clearly was internal friction, pleasurable internal friction. And, you know, discerning the difference between opposition energy, which is more of a disagreeable aspect, would be external friction, <laughs> right? So because you have opposing forces, think about, you know, stepping in a boxing match and you have a, an opponent or anytime you have an opposing team or opposition energy, there's going to be friction, but it's still creation. So sextiles is friction, but it's internal creation and it's a pleasurable friction, if that makes any sense. So as, as I was reflecting on the energies and what was coming up for this full moon and Gemini to be released, to be looked at, especially since we know Gemini is about language, it's about the mind, it's about communication. And what kept coming in is the word judgment. Now, judgment, how I see it, and, and, and a lot of times, you know, especially when we talk about, you know, don't be so judgmental, right, or quit judging. Why do we say that? Why are we so resistant to judgment? Because judgment is attached to law. And I, I was looking at the etymology of the word judgment. And as I was researching it, judgment, the etymology of judgment means action of trying at a law trial, legal judgment, diagnosis, the last judgment, which is a reference to uh, the Bible and religion. And then Another definition or the etymology of judgment is penalty imposed by a court or divine displeasure. And then I looked up the, etym the etymology of the word judge and to form an opinion about inflict penalty upon punish. So in other words, when we're judging or placing judgment upon a situation, upon a person, upon ourselves, what are we doing? We're imposing a penalty. We are showing div divine displeasure about the situation, about what we're perceiving. We are punishing, inflicting 
penalty and inflicting punishment upon the person or the thing or ourselves that we're judging. Now, the download that I received was, okay, so judgment, what's, what's another way we can see a situation? Because, you know, judgment, again, is tied into law. And law, I don't know if you guys know this, but law, when you go to a court of law, they speak their own language. They speak legalese. They don't speak regular English like we speak. And, and you know this by going into a court of law. They have a specific structure and a specific way that they use language. And language is also Mercury. And, you know, Gemini is ruled by Mercury. And this full moon was, was in Gemini, ruled by the planet Mercury. So we're looking at languages. We're looking at how we speak language. And with the sextile, with Venus and Libra, which is also represented by law, right? The justice system, you think about, which is interesting because Libra is the only sign, it's the only inanimate object in the zodiac, in the zodiacal wheel. So every other uh, zodiac is by a living being except for Libra. Libra is represented by the scales. And the scales is about justice. That's why you, you'll find... If you look, a lot of Libras are lawyers or judges, right? Because what they do is they take emotionality out of it and they're trying to judge. They're trying to, to decide what the penalty is, speaking the language of legal ease. And, it's, and again, it's its own language, ruled by Mercury. But the word that was coming in that I am working with, that I, as I'm trying to up-level <laughs> judgment and remove judgment from myself and from others because when I judge somebody it's like I imprison them or I imprison myself every time I'm judging because it doesn't feel good in my body it doesn't feel good in my heart it doesn't feel good in my mind so using the language to up level what can I use instead of judging judgment well it's the word discernment discernment comes in and so when I looked up the etymology of discernment it was keenness of intellectual perception insight acuteness of judgment, which acuteness means accuracy. And I think of Sagittarius like the arrow, right? Pointing to a target that's accurate. And the act of perceiving by the intellect. And then the another definition of the etymology of discernment is perceive or recognize the difference or distinction between two or more things. So you can even tell in the language as we're speaking about judgment and discernment, there's a difference in frequency, even how they're each being defined through the root language, through etymology. So it's how we're speaking about ourselves. This is what the sextile with Venus and Mercury is sort of revealing. Venus is in Libra, which rules the law. Mercury's in Sagittarius, which rules higher law. So the difference between the law, the court of the land, which again is spoken by a completely different language, which is legalese. And then the higher law, which which really the higher law, which be would be um, you know, natural law. It would be land, air, and water. It would be the law of nature. And the law of nature speaks justly because it just is. It's it's it removes judgment. It's not about judging, it's about being. It's about expressing. It's about creation. And another component that was coming in, another aspect that I was told to, to look at after this full moon 
and Gemini revelation or aha awareness because full moons sheds light on something. It, it brings a spotlight through the moon, through our memories, through our emotional body, energy, emotion, through language and how we create our realities through language. You know, words become worlds. And I like to play with the words just the way my brain works. I've got third house Aquarius. You know, words, if you put the S and you put it in front of the W, it's swords, right? So it's a double-edged sword. And they say the pen is mightier than the sword. And it's all about the language, right? So how we're speaking is very important. You can either create or destroy with your words. And right now we've got Venus and Libra squaring Pluto and Capricorn. And Venus, again, is about law and squares. You know, the, the download about squares, we, we talk about it's a disagreeable energy. And why is it disagreeable? Because squares, when you see a square in a chart, it means there's something that needs to change. And I look at it like a right angle because squares are right angles. And I, I got the download. It's kind of an interesting image I got, but it's, it's what I received. It's like, say you're sitting on the toilet too long and your legs start going numb and your legs are sitting at a 90 degree angle, right? Cause you're on the toilet. And eventually when you're done, you have to get up and move because your legs go numb and you have to get up. Right? So that's just the image of the square. So squares create change. Squares mean that things are uncomfortable and you have to change. So what has to change right now? Well, in the bigger societal picture with Venus and Libra representing the law and Pluto and Capricorn representing big business, governing structures, Pluto meaning power, it means, you know, things in our laws, our structures of laws, how we judge, the language of judgment, the language of the law of the land, it has to change. Pluto is about transformation. It's about disintegration. It's about turning something into something else. So there's this deep societal on the bigger scale because Pluto is a farther reaching planet. So that means it usually rules generations of people. We have whole generations of people that have been imprisoned and that we've imprisoned by our judgments by the language we speak. And, and when we judge somebody, we hold them in prison in our minds and we actually hold them to be imprisoned by what it is we're judging or perceiving them to be doing that we're judging. And, and especially if you judge yourself, right? Because we can't judge anybody any harsher than we judge ourselves. So the revelation came in is we need to speak differently about what we're perceiving in order to get ourselves out of these imprisoned states of consciousness, these imprisoned perceptions that we're holding about ourselves and the other. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of the language has been inverted and all, you know, Mercury is a trickster language. Mercury is, is, you know, represented by Thoth, which is the mind and there's two hemispheres of the brain, which is the right and the left. And, you know, each part of the brain has different conversations. What, I'm, what I've learned about recently, 
and I've spoken this in this in my last live, and you can check out Lives in Astrology, uh, and I'll post the previous um, video that I posted about the full moon in Gemini. And this doctor who had this transcendent experience, and she was actually a brain doctor, and she, she went into depth about, you know, the right part of the brain is about our creativity. It's about oneness. It's about being in no time. It's about being very present, very ethereal. Talk about being, you know, connected to the divine. That's very right brain. That's what the right brain, that's where that, that's what it likes to dwell. And that's where it lives. That's the language it speaks. Whereas the left brain is very linear it's very about time. It's about structure. It's about to-do lists. Okay. It's about making sure that, you know, our needs are taken care of. We're, we're making, making it to the job on time. We're making our meetings on time. We're, we're fulfilling our responsibilities. It regulates past. It regulates future. So we have different parts of our brain at any given time that are speaking different languages. And so of course, as above, so below, as within, so without, we're going to create structures on the outside of us that are going to represent that, right? So the law of the land, speaking legal ease, is very about the linear left brain structure of right and wrong, good or bad. It's very clear cut. It's black and white, right? That's what we talk about with Libra. It's very, either it's just or it's unjust. Either it's you're right or you're wrong. And there's going to be penalties imposed if you're wrong, and you're going to be punished if you're wrong. These are things that we've created in society to create structure, um, you know, to get out of the the darkened ages of that there's consequences to actions, right? So this is the way we've created, we've set these structures up that have perhaps worked in the past that we needed these structures to get us out of these darkened states of consciousness, these, I would say, um, juvenile states as we are all growing and evolving coming from the child's mind and going into the adult mind right and so children need to be th this particular realm we we taught about um especially we still teach children punishment or reward right so when when you do something good quote unquote then you get the reward if you do something bad then you get punished and now we've become to the extreme of this, especially with the law of the land. And, and if you think about prisons, you know, prisons now are not, <laughs> they're not run by government agencies. They're actually run by private corporations. So it's become a business. Punishment has become a business. And this is also Capricorn. So that's something that needs to change within our society because it no longer serves the higher collective, it no longer serves where we are evolving to in our consciousness as we are maturing and, and, and getting into other states of evolutionary awareness, perhaps moving more towards the right brain awareness that we are all connected, that everything we do and say and think matters. Literally, it comes into physical form. It, it and, and it actually, we are because we are all connected, because there is oneness, everything I do and say and think will affect the other. And everything you do and say and think will affect me. We, we are all connected into this, this beautiful web 
this beautiful source field, this field of energy that's that's it's all about energy. There there is no delineation between you and me. That's where the right brain likes to live. So I feel like I feel and I think and I know just from my own gnosis, my own diagnosis, dia means day of gnosis, self-knowledge. So today in my own diagnosis is I'm contemplating these energies and I'm considering, okay, how can I start using the language that's more inclusive by, by reframing judgment to discernment? And what, the, what does that do? Well, it gives the opportunity to free myself from any imprisoned thoughts any ways that I saw myself as wrong or separate or, um, you know, and we think of prisons, right? Prisons keep you in bondage and it keeps you in bondage to the thing that you don't want to do or the thing that you're judging yourself towards is actually, it, it keeps you tied up to it. It keeps you imprisoned by it. So as we start speaking differently about ourselves, as we start using discernment, right? As we start changing our perceptions and recognizing the difference or distinction between one or the other and not, you know, imposing a penalty or forming an opinion which inflicts penalty upon yourself or the other. This is perhaps a new language, a new word, which again are swords, right? So it's a double-edged sword. So what's the other edge of the sword? It's, it's swords can cut you or swords. I think of like incisions can, can be used to perform surgery, can use, be used to, to, to heal, right? It's all depends on how the words, the swords are, are, are used. And you know, I'm thinking too, the swords can cut free the bondages. It can cut you out of these prisons that we bind ourselves to through the language. So lives on astrologies, you know, as you start connecting to the channel more and more, you're going to be noticing, I'm going to be using a lot more words differently because, you know, as I'm traveling and maturing through the language, through my own gnosis, I'm realizing that the words do become worlds and the world that is emerging through me is one of more unity of more connectedness. This channel comes from all itself. There is nothing outside of me that is not a part of me, connected to me deeply, intimately. We are all connected to each other. And this is this is the voice, this is the language that wants to be spoken. That the more we realize that everything that we do and say and think absolutely affects the other person. And even just by thinking something, you can create a vibrational frequency that will in fact affect those around you and and as we move more into the right hemisphere of our brains as we get more balanced between the right and left and get more centered then we're going to see that it is a responsibility and this is also saturn and pisces right now and we have this square happening between mars and the sun with saturn and pisces which is again creating movement change what needs to change that we have to take responsibility for our actions, responsibility for our words, responsibility for our frequencies. That's a fundamental frequency. How we emit, which time is spelled backwards, by the way, T-I-M-E, and then emit, 
EMIT. It's how we use our time to emit our frequency is going to matter. It directly affects the other because the other is you. You are the other. We are all part of this collective energy that is directly related through this source field, through this quantum field that we're just now starting to come into awareness through, through science, spirituality, it's merging together. And so, yeah, um, just for those that are studying astrology, just realizing that the law itself is actually ruled by the ninth house. It's ruled by Jupiter and Sagittarius, and it's also ruled by the seventh house in Libra. And I, and I found it interesting that the elements of Sagittarius is fire and Libra is air. So those are very masculine, again, which if, if we study astrology and, and the right and left hemisphere, the left brain has been associated primarily with the masculine, which is that fire and air. And then the right brain is associated with the feminine, which would be earth and water. So that's also something to contemplate too, as you're bringing balance to your elements, which of course the fifth star point, which would be the fifth element, which would be ether or ether is spirit. And so really balancing the elements within through your daily practice, through your spiritual practice. Again, this is Saturn and Pisces structured spiritual practice daily consistently is the responsibility that we all need or could be taking right now to bring more balance and harmony. And again, learning how to use the language in a more constructive whole way uh, you know, walking the path of the holistic person is really the holy path of, of being in wholeness, right? Making sure that all your, your elements are balanced, you're thriving, you're unified, you're connected, and, and using the language in a different way. So anyway, these are the insights, downloads, considerations that wanted to come through today in the channel. If you want to check out more Lives in Astrology, um, if you want to share the content, that would be great. There's a free way to support the channel. Please like subscribe. If you want to hit the bell notification for any of these more updates, as I start presenting more and more of these downloads, these currents of energies, I just really appreciate your time and space and energy spent here with me in these considerations and with the channel. Thank you so much. I love you guys. And, uh, yeah, hoping to connect, um, again, with more of these conversations, these ways to use the language in a more loving, harmonious, contemplative, connected, collaborative way. Uh, yeah, that's the intent. And that's, I'm so grateful that you're here with me now. Thank you for listening. Much love.